We're so happy to have you join into our radio broadcast here with Pastor Isaac Hammond at Neely United Methodist Church, located at 1755 Thomas Delpit Drive, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, 70802. We hope that you're blessed by this broadcast. In Ephesians 2nd chapter, beginning with the 5th verse, we see where the Apostle Paul is writing the church at Ephesus. And he's reminding the people of how blessed they truly are and how blessed they are due Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. And as we go through this Thanksgiving season, we are to give God the praise, honor, and glory and lift up our hands and acknowledge him as our Lord and Savior because God has blessed us so much do grace and mercy and what Jesus did on the cross of Calvary by redeeming us from our sins. In Ephesians 2nd chapter, beginning with verse 5, the word of God reads by saying, even when we were dead in sins, have quickened us together with Christ, by grace ye are saved. So at one time, we were all headed to hell. Um, we we had nobody to save us from our sin. But in the uh, time that God allowed and the time that God had predestined, he sent his son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross of Calvary and to pay our sin debt that we could not repay. And we were headed to a destination that we did not want to go. But we were dead with our relationship with God because of sin. But then God has quickened us through Jesus Christ. Uh, we have an quickening of the spirit, quickening in our life. We're able to do what God called us to do. And he did that through Christ Jesus, but by grace ye are saved. And we all are quickened by the Holy Spirit. If you have Jesus in your life, um, you're not dead to your trespasses and, and your iniquity. Um, but you are alive in Jesus Christ, and you are part of the living, and you shall live forever if you believe in Jesus Christ. And in verse 6 in Ephesians 2, it says, And have raised us up together, and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. The Bible lets us know uh, that if we have Jesus in our life, we are uh, peculiar people, a royal priesthood, chosen generation. We sit in heavenly places with our Savior, and we are connected to him because he's sitting at the right hand of God the Father, interceding on our behalf. And we have a relationship, a connection with the Holy Trinity through Jesus Christ and our relationship with him. And so God has raised us up from dead works and dead things and sin and brought us closer to Jesus Christ in the heavens, And we sit together with him in those places. In verse 7 it says that in the ages to come, he might show the exceedingly riches of his grace and his kindness toward us through Jesus Christ. So in the fulfillment of time, God set a time where Jesus would come and walk this world, teach us how to pray, feed the hungry, heal broken limbs, open blind eyes, restore the voice to those who could not talk, give people of hope, a hope that they did not have, 
and let them walk in the spirit and get closer to a relationship with their father. And it was all predestined by the father up in glory. And he chose the time when to send Jesus. And when that time came, he sent his only begotten son, that whoever believe in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. And that he sent his son into the world that we should not die, but have everlasting life and live with him forever. For he did not come to destroy the world, but came that we should have life and have it more abundantly. And I don't care who you are, you ought to be happy today that God has given you life through Jesus Christ. And he's given to you it more abundantly. So not only life, but he's given you abundant life. So he wants the very best for you. And he wants you to be happy. He wants you to be successful. He wants you to have peace of mind. He wants you to have joy in your heart. But we um, take things into our territory, into our lives that cause us to have trouble and causes us to have problems. And all those things that we dib and dab in that causes us to hurt sometimes um, when it's not coming from God. But you know what's going on in your life. And you know what is of God and what is not. And things that come into our life, we choose. And then we have to, be, we have to settle for what comes next when we choose wrong and the wrong things in our life. Then verse 8 says, For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourself is a gift of God. Uh, for grace you have been saved. It was God's grace, uh, something that you did not deserve, um, that the death of Jesus Christ on your behalf, uh, someone who had done no wrong, someone who had um, committed no sin, but yet he substituted himself for you and went on the cross of Calvary and died a death that should not have been of his. But he chose to do it to please his father and to give you joy, unspeakable joy, and redeem you out of the hands of the devil and of destination called hell. So you ought to be happy today. Wherever you are, traveling along in your car, or, um, on your job, catching this by streaming or by TV or radio, you ought to say thank you. Thank you, Father, for sending Jesus Christ to die on my behalf. Thank you for giving me another chance. Thank you for loving me that much that you'll give your very best for a wretched man or woman like me. In verse 9, it says, Not for works, least any man should boast. There's nothing that you could do to substitute yourself for what Jesus did on the cross of Calvary. Uh, there's no kind of works that you could do. You, you can't repay God for what he did by sending his son, Jesus Christ. All you can do is just walk by faith. So don't boast in what God has done for you like you had some help in doing it. Remember, it was that Jesus humbled himself and came to this world and gave himself a ransom for you and I. So you ought to stay humble, humble like a child. They shall receive the kingdom of God. But then in verse 10, God tells us why we are so uh, important to him. First, he says, for we are his workmanship. Uh, when you look at the Hebrew text and you look at the Old Testament, workmanship in the Old Testament means that um, the word called poetry or poem, P-O-E. E-M, poem, 
In other words, God, God is saying, you are his workmanship. You are his poetry and poem to the world. When people see you, they ought to see a letter from God saying, look what I can do. Look how I've changed this child. Look how I've protected this child. Look how I, how I have provided for this child. I brought this person a long way. Things they used to do, they don't do anymore. You are his workmanship. You are his, his sculpture. You are his poem to the world. Letting the world know how powerful he really is. Are you letting God use you right now? Are you his workmanship? Are you his clay and letting him be the potter in your life? Is he able to form you and shape you and mold you? Or are you trying to tell God how to shape you and mold you and what you want in your life, what's best for you? Um, are you stepping in the gap, hindering God from doing what he wants to do for you in your life? Are you blocking your blessings when it comes to walking with God? You are his workmanship. You are his clay. You are his sculpture. Something in you should shine so bright that all the world sees Jesus to you. You are his hands here on earth. You are his feet here on earth. You are his voice. Will you let him send you to feed someone? Will you let him send you to help someone? Will, he, will you let him use your mouth to encourage somebody and bless somebody along the way? Or are you using it all for yourself? You are his workmanship, his poem to a dark world. Not only in verse 10 in Ephesians 2nd chapter are we his workmanship, but the Bible says we are created in Christ Jesus unto good works. In other words, um, God is saying when you believe in Jesus Christ and you let God use you as his workmanship, it will lead to good works in the world. Uh, you're not trying to repay Jesus for what he did on the cross of Calvary, but it's just something on the inside ought to be working on your outside. And the holiness and the relationship with God on the inside should lead you to places to blessing people, lead you to places where you can be a, a, a tool for his oracle, lead you to places where you can be used for God and make a difference in the world. For you are his light in a dark, dark world. Let God use you. Do the work of the kingdom. Teaching the word. Preaching the word. Praying. Fasting. Blessing others to do God's will. Not only are we led to good works, but the last part of verse 10 says, which God have before ordained that we should walk in them. In other words, walk in them means to live in them. So we ought to live by the word of God that he predestined and gave long times ago to the prophets and to the apostles and all those things that you see in your Bible, his statutes, his commandments. You ought to know what God wants you to do by reading the will of God. And it's found in the Old and New Testament. If you want to grow stronger in your relationship with Jesus, you got to read his word. Uh, there's no kind of friendship that can grow if you have no communication process. 
But when you have communication, um, your relationship can grow in any type of relationship. Invest in your relationship with Jesus Christ. The same way you invest with your earthly relationships, where you look for time to spend with them. There's nothing uh, better than having a good friend, uh, someone you can be with and be there for you and talk to and get encouraged and tell somebody about what you're going through, where they can help you. Well, Jesus Christ is there for you right now. He's able to do the same thing for you, and he has all power. So remember who you are, and remember that you're blessed, because Ephesians second chapter says you are blessed, and you are his workmanship, led to do good works, and we should walk in the word of God. So remember, as we celebrate this Thanksgiving season and head to the Christmas holiday, where we get a gift that keeps on giving. You ought to remember to give God the glory and let him use you. Use your hands to feed, to touch. Use your feet to walk in places carrying the gospel of Jesus Christ. Use your mouth to bless somebody, to build them up, and to encourage them along the way. I'm going to ask you a question. Do you believe in Jesus Christ? If you do, say, I believe. Uh, do you believe that Jesus um, came here to this world and died on the cross of Calvary on your behalf. If you do say, I believe. Uh, do you believe that he went to a borrowed tomb, but early that Sunday morning, he got up with all power in his hand. If you believe, say, I believe. Do you believe that he sits at the right hand of God, interceding on our behalf, and one day he's coming back again? If you do say, I believe. Well, if you repent of your sin, which means to turn away, and you want to turn 180 degrees away from what you're doing wrong in the eyes of God, and you're uh, apologizing and coming with a humble heart saying, I've done wrong, and I need you, Jesus, in my life, then your name is written in the book of heaven because you've spoken with your mouth and believed it in your heart. You shall be saved. So go get in a good Bible teaching church. Go get in somewhere where you can learn about the testimonies of God and what God has done for others because he'll do the same thing for you. So we love you at Neely United Methodist Church at 1755 Thomas Deplin, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, 70802, where we have service every Sunday morning at 11 a.m. We'll be glad to see you. And remember, keep a smile on your face, for that smile may be blessing somebody along the way.